0: following is rated R. It contains violence, adult language, nudity, and adult content. Good evening, everybody, and welcome. It's 8.30 p.m. on Sunday, October 10th, 2021. And thank you for joining us for the Walking Dead and Walking Dead World Beyond online viewing party right here on blogtalkradio.com. I'm host Casey Shapiro, and special thanks to our host and sponsor, NDB Media, and also extra special thanks to one of our regulars who is always here helping me and helping all of us have a good time watching this show, and thanks to Joan, who is here with us this evening as (laughs) well. Tonight's show, as always, contains spoilers with content up through the last episode and any possible new content from current AMC official promo materials. Uh, typically, we'll start this show about a half hour before the new episode airs live each week, with recaps from the previous episode and discussion of what is to come tonight. At 9 p.m., about a little over, a little under half hour from now, sorry, we'll go dark or mute, and we'll watch the new episode together. Then rate the episode between one and ten, as well as give commentary during the commercial breaks. We will also give our listeners trivia on the show as well as the cast and crew including bios, birthdays, and more. Our show is spoiler and comic-free. Please don't discuss either any spoilers or stuff from the comics in the chat room or on the air. We prefer our discussions, reactions, and comments to be just about what we know from the show that's presented. Welcome to the final season of The Walking Dead Classic. We are at the first of two mid-season finales tonight, episode 8 of 24 total, And I have some new news. Episode 9 will mark your calendars. Pick up on Sunday, February 20th, 2022. Tonight is also Season 2, Episode 2 of Walking Dead World Beyond, starting around 10 p.m. approximately. Joan, feel free to let me know if you know anything in the schedule about if we're going over time just a bit. So if Walking Dead World Beyond is starting at 10.05 or something, let me know. And same with uh, um, Talking Dead as well okay so that will be running um concurrently until december 5th 2021 which means that since this is the break for walking dead classic that starting next week it'll be running concurrently with fear and it will conclude along with the front half of fear we don't know at this time whether or not fear will double up with walking dead classic because remember when world beyond concludes on december 5th that's the end of the entire series um so when Fear picks up its uh, back half of season uh, seven for them, we don't know if it's going to be a two-hour thing with Walking Dead Classic since they have an extra eight episodes, or if it's going to be eight episodes of Walking Dead Classic again and then Fear and then Walking Dead Classic to wrap up. So anyway, um, Walking Dead Classic, that picks up, on February 20th, we'll run eight more episodes, which would conclude on April 10th. And then after that, I'm not sure how they're going to do it next, but this is a uh, piece of progress on the schedule, so I thought I would share. All right, in 2022, also, the fourth series is coming, uh, the spinoff thus far unnamed, fronted by Carolyn Darrell. In late 2022 or 23 will be a fifth show, The episodic anthology, Tales of the Walking Dead, no date set for that as of yet. Dead in the Water, which is the fair mini prologue, first rumored back in March 2021. um, New Walking Dead project entitled Dead in the Water. And this digital exclusive, we now know it's going to be a webisode series. And they haven't done one of those in a while since it kind of broke their rhythm by doing the 16 one-minute vignettes and then having that go into the main show. That was a good thing, and they kind of destroyed it. And then they hadn't done any more webisodes in a while, except for airing the Althea tapes that we kept hearing about. They actually got aired as a webisode series on YouTube. You can see them now. If you can't find them, just message the page on Facebook, or if you know me personally, message me there. Um, I do have links to them because I have them saved as a YouTube playlist. Pardon me, I needed a drink. Um, All right, let me go back to my notes. So as you guys know, this uh, Dead in the Water will tell the story of the USS Pennsylvania from the end of Season 6 of Fear, like how did they get that way and all that stuff. And we don't have any more details than that. Feel free to call in to speak with the host at 914-338-0314 at any point tonight, but we especially encourage you to call between 830 and 9 p.m. uh, because you can speak more freely. You're still welcome to call during the live show, but you will be, and by this I mean the live TV show, because we'll all be watching, but you'll be screened and muted until the commercial break where we can chat on the air. Now, if the phones are really not your thing, feel free to join us in our live chat room uh, where you'll be able to listen to the show real time as well as go back to that link afterwards and download it. And we post the links for that on our Facebook page and on Twitter and sometimes my own social media. If you're unable to join us in real time this evening or any evening, you can still go to each episode link later and download the broadcast as an MP3 for later listening, or just listen to it live on the page. Click on the cloud-shaped white icon at the top right in order to download it, and you can do this with any episode, prior episode, also on iTunes. Okay, so first we will give info on the Walking Dead Classic, and then afterwards, info on World Beyond since we're doing a double header. All right, tonight's The Walking Dead episode is entitled For Blood. The official AMC synopsis is, The Reapers defend Meridian from an incoming herd. Pope suspects Maggie is behind the attack while Daryl treads carefully. Alexandrians scramble to protect themselves when a violent storm leaves them vulnerable to walkers. Also, I need to warn you guys, I may have possibly... Constructed tonight's show too short uh, Because we have two hours Plus starting a half hour early So I don't know if I gave it enough time So there is a chance during World Beyond That our broadcast might cut off For which I apologize if I did miscalculate I'm not in a position to change that While the show is running I'm afraid So I'm going to have to leave it how it is Uh, Joan has mentioned uh, Tonight's schedule is Walking Dead Classic at 9 World Beyond at 10.01 and Talking Dead at 11.09, so not as extended tonight. Thank you for that, as always, Joan. Uh, special thank yous. Mwah, She's always very quick to help look up stuff and uh, keep us going when I don't have uh, the ability to multitask as much as I wish I did. Okay, so um, the additional synopsis, as I usually do for you guys, is from it's it's interesting it's a website called culturist c u l t u r e s s dot com but it appears to be all part of fan sided and all that sort of stuff a uh, you know a zone that we get things from quite a bit so it's it's fan sided at culturist dot com but um i, I don't know I, all of these websites i think are somewhat ultimately linked i think that's part of how this works So, uh, Walking Dead, Season 11, Episode 8, Preview for Blood, written by Sarah Beth Pollock, who we do know from other sources that I think are related. Okay, so she says, The Walking Dead has reached the first milestone in its finale season with Four Blood, which brings the first eight episodes to a close. In this episode, a battle is brewing in Meridian while the people of Alexandria are battling a storm. The synopsis I just read you, so I'm not going to do that part. Next part says, what is The Walking Dead Season 11, Episode 8 about? All right. This is going to be not that spoilery because most of this has been in previews and promos and sneak peeks from Talking Dead and so on. Okay. This is the first of two mid-season finales for The Walking Dead's final season. And things have been moving steadily toward a confrontation with the Reapers at Meridian. Things haven't been good for the people back in Alexandria, and now a storm makes things even worse. Daryl has been trying to find his place with the Reapers, but Pope still doesn't trust him. Well, Pope is probably smart. It's very likely that Pope never trusted him, but Daryl is useful to him. So Pope keeps him around. Leah is struck trying to keep the peace between Daryl and the other Reapers because they don't trust him. To make matters worse for the Reapers is Walker hurt heading this way. What they don't know is that Maggie and Negan are leading the walkers towards Marine in a carefully organized attack. But will it work? Lastly, there's Alexandria. Poor Alexandria. After being run to by the whispers, it has definitely seen better days. All season long, the group has been trying to restore order to the community, but they're perilously close to running out of food entirely, and they're tired. Now there's a storm. How much more can they possibly take? All right, that is the end of the extended synopsis for that and now we have writers and directors profiles i'm going to check the chat real quick um joan doesn't have anything else to add so let's go ahead and keep going all righty so tonight writers and directors it is written by eric erik mountain and as i mentioned last week is last week directors is also doing this week so it's directed by sharat Raju again All right, bios, Eric Mountain. There's very little biographical information on Eric Mountain to speak of. Um, His Twitter bio says he's a dad and TV, excuse my hiccups, I'm sorry, dad and TV writer, the walking Dead person of interest, taken, lethal weapon, and row. His LinkedIn has him currently based in Redondo Beach, California, and holder of a BA in communications and screenwriting, from Loyola Marymount University in L.A., graduating cum laude in 1995. A WB television workshop questionnaire asked him once, where are you from and what inspired you to become a television writer? And he answered, I grew up in Rancho Palo Verdes, just outside of Los Angeles. So I guess he really was from Los Angeles all along. Um, He says, I'd say the show that inspired me early on was Picket Fences. The characters were quirky, the dialogue was sharp, and the stories were frequently edgy and dark. I also think it was the first time I actually paid attention to the writing of a show, as I always loved Judge Bone's summations. Mountain has five crew credits, starting with Dharma and Greg in 97. Three gigs after that is Brad Cravoy's assistant and Rome in 2005. He has four producer's credits. Person of Interest, 2013. Lethal Weapon, the TV series, 2016. Taken, 2018. And co-executive producer for Walking Dead, starting from season 10, episode 17, Home Sweet Home, up to now, which so far has been 13 episodes. Edgar Allan Poe Awards 2016 nominee, Best Episode in a TV Series, Person of Interest in 2011, shared with Melissa Scrivener Love, who was a writer, uh, for the episode Terra Incognita. He has five writer's credits, including Walking Dead. Tonight is his second writing credit for Walking Dead, you know, aside from being co-executive producer. And uh, the first was season 10, episode 19, one more. All right, profile for Sherat Raju. We did this last week, but that's fine. We'll do it again. Sherat Raju is an Indian-American director and writer known for creating documentaries and films pertaining to the lives of immigrants in American society. His first film, American Made, M-A-D-E, won 17 Film Festival Awards, and aired nationally on PBS's Independent Lens. Raju is known for his work on Scandal from 2012, American-Made back in 2003, and designated Survivor 2016. He grew up in Darien, Illinois, near Chicago, and attended Hinsdale South High School. Former sports editor of the student paper at the University of Michigan, and he worked as a F-R-E-K, you know, I had this problem last week where I think I got some of his wife's bio stuck in here. So I'm not sure what he worked at after college. I'm going to have to look that up and clean that up, and I promised you guys I would. I'm very sorry I didn't get to it. I've had a lot going on, including getting a new kitten this week, uh, who we're still working on naming. uh, But she's taken up a lot of my time, and I did not get to clean that up. I'm so sorry. Um, Anyway... Raju's brother, Manu Raju, uh, who I actually follow on Twitter, is a veteran Washington, D.C. political reporter, which is why I follow him, and is currently senior congressional correspondent for CNN. Raju, uh, Sharat Raju co-founded the Yale Visual Law Art Project, at, no, not Art Project, excuse me, just Law Project, and co-produced three documentary short films as a visiting fellow at Yale Law School's Information Society Project. American Made was Raju's master's thesis while studying at the American Film Institute. In September 2004, Raju was named by Esquire magazine as one of the 20 young film directors to watch. Prior to graduate school, he worked for acclaimed casting director Molly Finn, M-A-L-I, Finn, on feature films that include Eight Mile, Matrix Revolutions, and Matrix Reloaded. Raju has collaborated on many of his works with his wife, Valerie Carr, Divided We Fall 2008 was Raju's first film created in partnership with his wife. The couple has made other documentary films including Stigma in 2011, which highlights the impact of the New York City police's uh, stop-and-frisk policy, Alienation 2011 about immigration raids, The Worst of the Worst, Portrait of a Supermax 2012, a documentary on the use of solitary confinement in prison, and Oak Creek Immemorium, 2012, a short film about the 2012 mass shooting at a Sikh gurdwara in Wisconsin. He has also directed episodes of famous TV shows like Scandal, How to Get Away with Murder, NCIS New Orleans, Criminal Minds, and Mistresses. In 2020, he managed to squeeze in directing new episodes of 911 Lone Star and Criminal Minds, as well as a short uh, currently in post-production called Born Positive. I need to check an update on that, see if it's still in post-production. All right, as far as Walking Dead work, directing tonight's episode, pardon, talking is hard, (laughs) will be his seventh time working in the Walking Dead franchise, and he is one of the only cast or crew who has worked in all three sub-franchises. First thing he did is Fear Season 4, Episode 13, Blackjack, and that's directing it. Uh, Second is Fear Season 5, Episode 6, The Little Prince, you know, with the book. Uh, Third was Fear, Season 6, Episode 6, Bury Her Next to Jasper's Leg. Fourth is Walking Dead Classic, Season 10, Episode 13, What we Become. Fifth is Walking Dead World Beyond, Season 1, Episode 3, The Tiger and the Lamb. Sixth is last week's episode, Season 11, Episode 7, Promises Broken, and then his seventh will be Tonight. He was on Talking Dead, After Fear, Season 4, Episode 13, Blackjack. So let's give him some applause for all that work. I think it's pretty impressive that he has worked in all three franchises because not a lot of people who've worked on the show can say that. So I think that's pretty cool. All right. It is 847. Joan has not added anything further, so let's keep talking. We have trivia about tonight's episode, "For Blood. Tonight's episode is the 161st first episode of Walking Dead ever. Co-stars are Mandy Christine Kerr as Barbara, who's a resident of Alexandria's Safe Zone. Uh, she's a minor character, but she's been a founding member since season five when Alexandria first came in. Mm. Annabelle Holloway as Gracie. Anthony Azor as RJ Grimes and Kian Miller Michael Spiller as Herschel Ray. Also, Zach Zadalas plays Boone. All of these next five people are Reapers. And they were on last week. Um, Eric LeBlanc as Powell, Robert Hayes as Paul Wells, Lex Laletta as Austin, and Dane Davenport as Anchetta. I'm credited for tonight. Maya and Delaney Timber, their infants, as Miriam, who is the infant daughter of Nabila and Jerry, uh, unknown infant actor as Adam Sutton. We have had three different uncredited infant actors, seasons nine separate for 10 and separate for 11. They're keeping Adam very young. You know, He would be three years old by now if we did it the other way. Um, he's a former member of the Whispers but is later abandoned by his mother, who is Frances, sister of Mary the Whisperer, who was up and coming until she betrayed Alpha. He is then rescued by the Hilltop Colony and is adopted by Earl and Tammy Rose Sutton. After Tammy and Earl's death, Alden became his new adoptive father. Last episode trivia for Promises Broken. First appearance of Kayla, who's played by Courtney Dietz and that Sebastian's girlfriend, the one that got blood on her face last week. First, Sebastian of, Sebastian, first appearance of Sebastian Milton, who I already don't like, and I want him to look at the flowers. In fact, you know what? Aunt Carol has a message for you. Let me find it so she can talk to you. This is what I have for you, Sebastian. Just look at the flowers. Yes, please do that. I'll vary lot and eat a cookie and go to hell. <laughs> um, first appearance of Marcus Colvin. Last week, Jason Turner, who's a Commonwealth paper pusher. I think it was the uh, black gentleman who was messing with Yumiko at one point. Uh, first and last appearance of Teresa, uh, who is the young mother. And no, actually, that's not true. Which one is Teresa? Oh, pardon me just a second. got to look this up now. I'm a little tiny bit confused. Um, hmm. No, I do have it correct. Uh, Liz McGeever is the actress, and Teresa is the character. Uh, Teresa is a separate character. Let's remember the words. Okay. I'm getting them a little bit mixed up here, and I apologize. Because we're doing two shows. There's so much data, and my brain is a little blown up. Okay. Liz McGeever plays the young mother, and we don't catch her name. She's the one that has the husband and son, and they're in the hidey hole, and Darren and um, Leah find them, and she doesn't have the... Heart to, you know, um, Pope says kill him and she can't, so Daryl does it. That's who that is. Um, Briscoe Paulo is nine-year-old boy, unnamed parents. I am unclear if he is the boy who was with her. He may be a different nine-year-old boy, and they did not clean the notes up, so I'm unclear. All right, uncredited last week. Seven is Dog, uh, unnamed actress as Teresa, who is a member of the Wardens, is also the best friend of Elijah's sister an unknown actress as Elijah's sister, killed in the Reaper attacks, and Brad Ellis as a Commonwealth resident. Deaths are Teresa, who is the best friend of Elijah's sister. Uh, They find her zombified, and the young mother is a death. And then also later, Teresa died earlier, but they see her as a walker walking around. Uh, There were no errors or bloopers listed for last week. Alrighty, it is 8.52, so let's go ahead and keep going. Um, Joe does have a comment. In the near future, though, I'd like to see a showdown between Sebastian and Princess. He thought he had a problem with Eugene. Oh, Lord, I would pay money to see Princess tear his precious ass apart. And I'm pretty sure they put him in there for that purpose. I, I just... I got I got a bitch for a minute. You know I'm a big fan of the genre for a very long time, and I have found repeatedly in the the treatments of the genre that are typically standardized, like basically Romero esque. You know, in other words, twenty eight days later, I am not looking at any of you. Um, some of the Night of the Living Dead and Day and Dawn remakes that were crap. Maybe I'll forgive Snyder for the 2004 Dawn remake. I don't know yet. Um, Most of those don't have proper classic Romero zombies. And so their treatment of the whole thing doesn't work. But this is something I've noticed. People who are uppity like that do not last long because they don't have anything that people want badly enough to put up with that shit. And I know that certain political scenarios in the last few years kind of make it sound like, well, we may not think they would, but apparently they would. And I do think there's a point to that, but I don't even know how the heck that happened. I don't understand what it is in people that that happened, so I don't know how it applies here. Uh, Joan's like, Princess versus Sebastian, we could sell tickets and get rich. Well, I don't think they'd let us sell tickets, but... You know somebody could, and yeah, <laughs> I would pay money to see that. Yeah, that would be cute. Another one that might be cute and also very short lived would probably be Daryl. I I can't imagine him putting up with that for more than a minute and a half, if that. And that's just time for him to get his weapons out. So anyhow, um, let me go ahead with my notes. It's eight fifty four. So cast birthdays this week. We have two good ones. Um, Lenny James, who plays Morgan, uh, his birthday is actually tomorrow, and he's from Nottingham, England. And Vincent Michael Martella, who played Patrick, the Prison Teen, uh, his b- birthday is the 15th, and he's from Rochester, New York. So happy birthday to you guys. Thank you for your work on the show. Very much- <laughs> All right, I'm going to squeeze in here real quick that there was no... Featured music from last episode, uh, episode seven, Promises Broken. There was no music identified. And on account of our characters are the same for the moment. Heath, Rick, Anne, slash Jadis and Georgie and Winnie, the girl who ran away. I have a feeling that the Rick and Ann thing is going to get brought up soon. Georgie, I think, is not going to get brought up till the end because I think it's going to be Maggie's got to get back with the group somehow and it's all got to come up. Like, how'd she get split apart from Georgie before we can have that conversation? All right, real quick, Talking Dead couch tonight. I had time. So, Walking Dead's Richie Coster, who plays Pope, Seth Gilliam, who plays Gabriel, World Beyond's Aaliyah Royale, who plays Iris, and CCO of TWDU, which is the Walking Dead universe. All of it is Scott Gimple. So, they will be on the couch tonight. So, thank you, guys. Thank you. And I have an article that I can read to you guys. We're going to have plenty to talk about tonight because if I get a chance to start in on the stuff for World Beyond, I'm going to go ahead and do that because we won't have time at the beginning the way they do with this show. Um, So uh, probably during the first break, I'm going to start on an article that is from Yahoo News Insider. The Walking Dead will return in February 2022. A new trailer for Part 2's premiere teases Carol, Daryl, and more at the Commonwealth community. I think the trailer will be sneak previewed on tonight's Talking Dead, where we can see all this. And this is written by uh, Kirsten Acuna. And I'm not going to read it to you until we go to the next break, but I'm just setting up my notes for all the next stuff. I I can read this to you. Um, Tonight is... uh, 161st episode ever, Season 11, Episode 8, Title 4, Blood, Writer Eric Mountain, Sharat Raju is the director, and then that caps it off. Episode 162-9 will air on the 20th of February, 2022. Mark your calendars now. Starting next weekend, we will be double billing with Season 7 of Fear, first eight episodes, and we'll get into more of that next weekend. And we're now actually up to the World Beyond Notes, so I may get a chance to get those all in and read you some articles and have some other fun with that. Um, I I, know what, I'm not even going to read that to you guys now. I may actually start nibbling at the article, just so that we don't go too far into the other stuff. Um, So, AMC released a new teaser for the return of Walking Dead next year, ahead of Sunday's Part 1 finale. Uh, The Alexandrians are headed to the Commonwealth to join Ezekiel, Princess Yumiko, and Eugene. The Walking Dead will return to TV on February 20th and premiere a week early on AMC. I'm still not fond of that, but whatever. No one asked me. Carol and Daryl are headed to the Commonwealth next year. Ahead of Sunday's airing of Walking Dead Season 11 Part 1 finale, AMC announced Part 2 of the final season will premiere February 20th at 9 p.m. with a teaser for the next eight episodes. The winter premiere will be available to stream a week early, blah, blah, blah. All right, if you have not watched the part one finale and are holding out to watch it on Sunday, I don't recommend watching the trailer below. But that's video, so I can't really say anything. But I do have a copy of the trailer to watch on YouTube. Let me see. Uh, I'm looking over it real quick because it was vague whether or not... I mean, this, this has been put out by AMC, so technically it's not spoilery because this is already out and available. Um, I'm going to go ahead and read this to you. I think it's a fair spoiler, because they've officially put it out. Um, This February, The Walking Dead returns with many of our heroes fighting imminent hellfire under Reaper attack, while others battle Mother Nature's torrential wrath in Alexandria. For all, their world is literally crashing down around them. Meanwhile, life in the Commonwealth is not as idyllic as it seems, and we knew that was coming. For some, hope will be renewed, others will be pushed past the point of no return. One truth holds light, lives hang in the balance with each decision drastically changing their future, their chances of survival, and the state of each community, and right there I'm going to pause. I will read you more when we come on our first commercial break, which will be shortly. So it's 8.59, I will see you guys in the trenches. Thank you for joining us and see you at the first break. Okay, guys, it's 9.04, and we are at our first break, and I'm starting with a 5.75. Yeah, Joan agrees with me for that very nicely executed first attack with Wells in the middle of two or three fronts of walkers up in the woods. I made a comment just a little while ago. They they did this at a hospital in Rockville. Um, it's, it is messing up their geography a little bit again, only just, you know, I, I'm sorry if it annoys some of you guys injecting too much reality into it, because I do get this as fiction. But if you're going to set it in D.C., then make commentary that makes sense. So the way D.C. Beltway works, Alexandria is at the 4.30, 5 o'clock position on the clock, and D.C. in the middle. Rockville is essentially 11 o'clock, 12 o'clock-ish from there. And the beltway takes about an hour and a half to two hours if you're doing the speed limit. Um, Certain people, I've heard rumor that I might be acquainted with people who have done the entire thing in an hour, but that was many years ago and not as much traffic in the middle of the night when no one was on it, of course, because why would they ever do that when it's populated? (laughs) Um, Anyhow, Rockville is completely the opposite end of the clock from Alexandria, so it's not – out of the realm of possibility, but the only way for them to get from Alexandria to Rockville is to have access to cars, because it would be extremely difficult to make that trip otherwise without taking a couple days to do it. Uh, they have having a promo right now for Fear, Season 7. I'm not really watching it right now just yet. <clears throat> so, um, let me go back. Uh, not a bad opening, but a bit short. Yeah, I kind of agree with that. All right, let me go back to the article for a minute. It's 9.06. I'll see what I can squeeze in. Releasing a new Walking Dead trailer for part two before the part one finale airs seems to defeat the purpose of the finale. Eh. Yeah. does and it doesn't. I, I really don't think... I actually didn't see it, so maybe that's why I have this opinion. Um, The, the author feels the trailer diminishes the value of a few, few cliffhangers we're going to see tonight. But... Um, She'll vaguely address it below because AMC asked journalists not to discuss it until it airs on TV. Well, then perhaps you should not release a damn trailer into the wild that gives the stupid cliffhangers away, you know, if you don't like it. I mean, it's nice to have the little spoilers or whatever, but, you know, if you're worried about people spoiling stuff, don't be the spoiler. Just saying. All right. With that in mind, here are beautiful few big things they noticed in the new trailer. Are we back back? Yes, we're back back. I'll tell you what they are at break number two. Thanks. Okay, it's 9.16 and we're at break number two. I am going to go up to six. But I'm not sure I'm going to go much faster than that without some changes what's happening. So this is pretty good. <clears throat> um, I do want to say one thing. Pope's accent annoys the piss out of me. I looked up bio of his character. There's no mention where he's from. And his accent is like an exaggeration of what you hear in rural Georgia, because I lived in that area. I lived in Atlanta, but we went up to the edges and other places, not in the city. And that, that accent, yeah, it's, it's more backwoods and deep South than Daryl and Daryl is supposed to be from backwoods and deep South as they come more or less. You know, it's, it's like a caricature of deep South accent. It's, it's so swangy, that it's almost unintelligible. And, you know, Atlanta has a draw, but my God. Uh, so I don't know that Pope is from Atlanta. Uh, it may be someplace more backwater. I don't know. I've heard some pretty awful accents. Um, I don't know what to say. It, it, it kind of chaps my butt when I listen to him talk, and it's not because he's a bad guy. It's because that accent just annoys me. So, anyway, that's my vent about that. I'm going to go back to the article for a bit. Okay, again, slight spoilers, but they're from AMC, and AMC let them out in the wild. So, um, here is something, things that they noticed in the new teaser for Part 2. Daryl, Maggie, Negan, and Father Gabriel seem to escape some stuff. I'm going to leave a little bit out. Um they they managed to get out of this okay, and we know that because we can look up on different websites that they're still part of future episodes, so we know that they don't die tonight. Um, I'll tell you that just to skirt around everything. They appear to be okay, except Negan, not so much okay. So something may happen. I'm going to kind of not be specific. Judith appears okay. Gracie's not To be found, so maybe tonight she goes missing, I don't know, and Aaron's mental state has been deteriorating. Meanwhile, Dog seems to choose Daryl over Leah and returns back to Alexandria with him. I do have to say, Dog, I still think, is maybe something of a plot device. I'm not sure that him going back with Daryl might not have been Leah telling him to. We still have plenty of things to see tonight. Um, we have a promo again for fear next weekend, so I think we're going to go be, be going back in a minute, so I'm not really going to get into too much further because I don't want to rush over. Okay, we're still having a, another trailer for another show, so I'll keep talking in just a hot minute. Um, Jerry makes it through the storm. Again, I've warned you guys, if you don't want to hear these things, go get a drink or go to the bathroom or something for a few more minutes. Um, Carol, Daryl, and Rosita are among Alexandria survivors that do things I'm going to, I'm deliberately leaving some stuff out just because Um, And this may be plot stuff to other stuff Um, Pamela Milton is going to get introduced in the second back eight of episodes But we knew this was going to happen I'm just letting you know it's definitely going to happen Okay, they haven't said too much else, so that's fine. That's enough. Spoilers without ruining everything. Okay, there's a Popeye's chicken commercial. I told you guys the rest of the episodes. It's only 9.20. It's a little early to start talking about World Beyond, so I may not do that, or I may just start, like, tiny bits. But that's what's going on for now. Joan is also – oh, we already discussed this, the fussing about Pope's accent. Okay, we are back now. I'll see you guys at break number three. Okay, it's 9.28. We're at break number three, and I'm going to 6.25 because of Daryl revealing what we suspected and hoped in that he just has a really good poker face, and he hasn't been lost over to Pope and his men. And I'll, as Jones says, I'll go to 6.25 for one less Reaper, thanks to Daryl. Yes. Um so we are going to, have to leave that there. I'm going to run back to the article. No, we finished the article, so don't really have to do that. It's just 929, though, so I'm kind of wondering whether or not I want to go ahead and get into the other notes. I mean, maybe I should because there are a lot of them. Um, we can go ahead and dive on into that since we've finished this one article. Um, World Beyond is going to follow this at 1001. So there'll probably be just a tiny scotia of runover. So tonight's World Beyond episode after this is going to be entitled Foothold. And the official AMC synopsis for it is, while some members of the group enact a plan to cover their tracks, others attempt to acclimate to their new surroundings. And we have an additional synopsis for World Beyond as well, which I'm going to pull up for you guys now. And this was uh, interesting. It was on a completely... New sources, uh, World Beyond is covered by some people that don't seem to cover the other shows. So let's kind of see what's going on here. This was sort of interesting. This source is brand new to me. It's called postapocalypticmedia.com. And the author is Stephanie. They don't give her full name. I don't. Let me click on Oh, if you click on it, Stephanie Wilson, D-W-I-L-S-O-N. It's written as one word. Started post-apocalyptic media with her husband, Derek. Her favorite shows of all time are Battlestar Galactica and Lost, and she's always happy to talk about a cast. Okay, meow, meow, Stephanie. Um, we can go ahead and start her uh, extra synopsis of World Beyond that's going to follow right after this. The Walking Dead World Beyond just aired Season 2, Episode 2 on AMC+, with the episode slated to air on TV October 10th. The series takes place years before the current season of The Wa- what? what? No, no, Stephanie, you are stupid. It's years after because these kids grew up with walkers. They've never known a world without them. That's the entire point. It's not years before the current season of The Walking Dead. You are messed up. I apologize for picking a source. The author has no idea what they're doing. Um, Eventually, these timelines are going to come together because they did some time jumping, not because it's a prequel. All right, let's go ahead and see what else she has to say. It may be useful. Um, The second episode of the second final season revealed more about CRM's motivations. That's fine. It doesn't tell us what they are. We got to see Silas, finally. Iris and Hope all react differently to CRM as it encroaches increasingly on their lives. Um, It does contain some spoilers, so I'm going to edit some things. CRM does have a fascinating scientific goal. I might not read you what it is, but I get into too much detail. Um, they have a trailer for World Beyond Now. And so, you know, you got to watch that. Uh, you get to see some of the inner workings of CRM. Not going to get into details. Um, Hope, we saw at the end of last episode, reunites with her dad. She's going to get to see more of what he's up to. Um This is not really a spoiler, and I'm going to tell you this one. Um, I really liked. they've made it absolutely clear that Leopold loves Hope and Iris equally. There are no favorites with this dad. While he's thrilled to have Hope with him, he hasn't forgotten about Iris and is still pushing to have her join him too. If he ever found out exactly what CRM did to Iris and Felix, he would lose his mind with anger, and it looks like Hope is about to clue him in. Okay, it doesn't say what they did, and I think we're going to have more details tonight, but well, we are back now, so I'll see you guys at break number four, all right, we're back at break number four, it's 941, I'm going to go to six five. Joan's staying at her 625, this is all fine, part of what we do here. Um, Her comment was, okay, and damn it, Daryl, I decided not to do the Chrome reboot right now. Um, She says, I still don't trust, hiccups, sorry, still don't trust Leah, and he just gave himself away. Um, You know, actually, I think Leah made that hypocritical comment because she hasn't really so much believed in Pope in a long time as much as she has no place else to go be. And it's kind of like, you know, a shitty place to be safe-ish is better than nothing, I suppose. You know, any port in a storm kind of thing. All right, so that's where we're rating things at the current episode at this moment. All right, let me go back to the uh, article that I'm reading, you guys. And again, if you don't want officially sanctioned, mild spoilers, go get a drink or go potty for a minute. Okay. Um, I am also dropping Spoilery comments out Um, There is another comment That we'll find out later tonight So I'm going to drop it Because it is a little spoilery Um, But let's just say The whole thing with um, Iris and her dad Getting together Of course it's not that simple. You know, great reunion, and now there's more plot about it. But we're going to get all that tonight. And it's definitely a better season than last time. I don't know how much better. We'll see what they can redeem. Um, and basically, her father's really being put on the spot for all this. It's not just simply getting his daughters heir so they can help him. It's somewhat of a bribe thing. And there's motives, and we're going to find out the motives. Um, the person has said, I can still enjoy this episode if you put that stuff aside and the storylines it's sharing. I'm one of the rare people who really enjoyed the CDC storyline in the early years of The Walking Dead, so I'm really enjoying learning about CRM scientific experiments. And we know that they were doing those because we saw those. Um, there are some scenes with Hope and her dad's girlfriend. Remember, you know, the mom's gone. And there's some interesting conversations tonight. Not going to get into it. Um, But what I do like is that they're starting to get into conversations for the first time in any of the series, uh, going back to the early days of the CDC about trying to figure out what's causing it. Um, And they're also working on some different ways of putting an end to some of this. So anyway, these, these are things that are interesting and they haven't been done before, which is a super, super important part of this. So the three parallel storylines paint a compelling picture, and and that means three storylines within World Beyond is what they're talking about. All right, we have a thing for Creepshow, Fear the Walking Dead, AMC Plus. Oh, no, it's a Windows 11 commercial, so hang on. Let's go back and talk some more. Um, They said Iris pretty much stole the show last week, so it's understandable the storyline's a bit more on the back burner this week. That's all fine. Um, let's see, uh, Silas is gonna be back tonight, also not a spoiler, cause that was in the, tr- the, uh, teasers and stuff, so we're gonna find out what happened to him, um, I'm not gonna tell you what happened to him, but we're gonna find it out, and, alright, so I'm just, I'm leaving pieces out, cause I just don't, they did give some spoilers, but I don't wanna give too too many spoilers away, alright, still in commercial, so I'm gonna keep going, um, I learned an interesting note earlier tonight. All of the shows in Season 2 of World Beyond are going to be directed by women directors, which is kind of neat, although I hope it's not just that they're women directors. I hope they're actually good, too. So far, it's been a mixed bag, but not because they're women. I mean, just directors of World Beyond in general. (laughs) Um, We are back now. I'll talk to you guys at break number five. Okay, guys, it's break number 5, 952. Joan's up at 6.5. You know, I'm going to stay at 6.5, and here's the reason. I do like this last little development, but I kind of feel like it wasn't quite as masterful as it could have been. You know, okay, we were right. Leah can't be trusted. Although she did kill Pope, she's just all kinds of fucked up in some kind of way. I I mean, she and Daryl were doing much better in the other place, but I think she's always been a little broken. And maybe it was her time with all Pope and all them before. I don't know. Something just has always not been right about her, and I'm sad about that because it's somebody that Daryl connected to, and it's been so long since that happened, and why did it have to be so awful? You know, I don't understand why people like Daryl can't ever get a break. I don't know, it it's, it shouldn't always be for the sake of the plot, because the plot works better when it's like real life, and it's just kind of a trope that it never works, it's a huge trope, alright, so we're all at 6-5 now, Leah just showed her ass big time, of course it doesn't matter now, I don't think he should have told her, they were still playing tag with each other, you know, she should have known that, she's not an idiot, not a complete idiot, anyway, alright, let me go on and do directors and profiles for World Beyond, because it will be on soon. So actually, as good as I started, um, tonight's episode of World Beyond was written by Carson Moore and directed by Lauren, Lauren Iaconelli. Carson Moore, there's no real personal information for Carson. He's a producer and writer based in L.A., known for major crimes in 2012, The Walking Dead World Beyond, and The Closer in 2005. Writing tonight's episode is Carson's second work in the franchise. Um, he's also slated to write the series finale, by the way, Season 2, Episode 10, The Last Light, along with Matt Negretti and Maya Goldsmith. His first work in the franchise was simultaneously to be co-executive producer for Season 2, starting with last week's opening episode. So these really kind of both happened at the same time. Lauren Iaconelli, we <coughs> excuse me, have profiled recently. There's not a lot to be known about Lauren's bio or personal details. She has two director's credits for TV shows in 2019, seven cinematographer's credits since 2014, Ray Donovan, Bones, House of Lies, Shameless, The Shy, and Animal Kingdom. And we still got time, so let's keep going. 28 camera and photography credits back to 1999, including Heroes, True Blood, Glee, Bones, and more. Directing tonight's episode is the third work of any kind she's done within the Walking Dead franchise, the first being World Beyond season 1 episode 8 The Sky is a Graveyard and second season the second one was season 1 season 2 episode 1 Arcascans uh, which was last week. She will also have directed season 2 episode 9 Death and the Dead and the series finale episode 10 The Last Night which I am pretty sure she's also going to do uh, with Carson and, like, I think Carson, Lauren, Matt Negretti, and Maya Goldsmith are all going to be working on the series finale, episode 10. All right, we're doing a taco commercial, so let's go ahead and keep going. Trivia, um, 12th episode ever. To um, That was, hold on, some of this is from last week. This is a little messed up. Okay, some of this sentence needs to go. title of the episode does not belong here. I may have copied some of this instead of putting in tonight's thing. Um, Yeah, actually, I think I did that. I gave trivia. I copied it instead of making it new. So I tell you what, let me pull up the um, TV series, World Beyond Seasons. They have the trivia, so I'll just read it off the page for you. World Beyond Season 2. Last week consequence, um, we are actually back, so I'll read it to you in a few minutes, okay, guys, it's ten o four, and we went straight into world beyond at ten o one, although that was a super short beginning, so I was a little brutal. I went four point five and Joan actually went higher than me on world beyond i You know what? I don't even know what to say to that. Just shock. I don't understand what the thing was about not letting them hit the ground or why they shot the walkers. They should have let the walker eat the other guy because he definitely wasn't going to make it, and that way at least it wouldn't point to her with her shooting things. They got to figure that out like Daryl. All right. Um, We are in commercials already, so let me continue. I went and got the trivia, but there wasn't much. So first appearance of Dennis, and Dennis is um, – he described as a once-dedicated and disciplined soldier is now trying to pick up the pieces of his life, and he's played by actor Maximilian Ozynski. Okay, and they don't say much more than that. He w- was a soldier previously, and tonight is his first appearance. The next character, first appearance of Webb – and Webb is a random survivor. I'm sure he's going to be a plot point, so they're not saying too much. Played by actor Jesse Gallegos. And Jesse survives tonight because he's also um, going to be in next week's uh, episode, Family is a Four-Letter Word, I think. Let me double-check and see which one is the next one. I'm trying to get back. Let's see. After Foothold. Let me see, what what the... Sorry. I'm trying to pull up what is the next... Okay, two episodes from now. Next week is Exit Wounds. Okay, first appearance of Taiga, T-I-G-A. It could be Tiga I'm not clear. Played by actor Rye Chase. Random survivor. They're not explaining. He will also be in Family is a four-letter word in two weeks. So not sure what's up with that. First appearance of Grady. Grady is... Another survivor that's not explained, played by actor Kellen Joseph Quinn. And we're still in a Wendy's commercial. I'll keep going. First appearance of Mason, who is another survivor they're not explaining because probably a plot point, Will Myers. And Will is also going to be in Exit Wounds as opposed to two weeks from now. It'll be in next week. Last appearance of Walter as a flashback. And Walter was played by actor Paul Thiel, and he was the antagonist of the episode Truth or Dare. So <clears throat> there's that. Um, they didn't give a synopsis, interestingly, for um, consequences, which I find super weird. By the way, that is a Haitian Creole word. It essentially means consequence, and I don't know what it has anything to do with the episode. There's no Creole people in it. But we are back, and so I'm going to see you guys at break number two. Talk to you in a minute. Okay guys, it's 1016. Let's go ahead and get some scores up there. Hold on, I've just done some rebooting of my Chrome. Um, hopefully Joan can see me. I haven't seen her say anything since. But I am going to go to five, but I'm kind of not feeling it. There's way too much soap opera crap going on. And I feel like they should get to plot points that are relative to the genre. Like, I don't see the need to do all this other crap that has been going on here. All right, got my sounds back. John's going to 525. I don't know who, who is this person. That is voting higher than me on World Beyond. (laughs) Joan, have you been replaced by a pod person? I don't know what's going on here. She says, don't worry, you know, next week when we get fear back, she's going to be more brutal. Apparently she's angrier at fear than she is at World Beyond, which I didn't realize. Um, And, yes, Joan, I did leave for a moment because I snuck in the reboot. Uh, My Google Chrome had to update. So let me go back to my notes and – Finish up the trivia here So um, They didn't actually give a synopsis For Last week's episode Which I thought was strange But they did give one for Foothold That's fine Um, Co-stars this week uh, Jesse Galagos as Webb Rye Chase as Tyga Grady, Robin um, Uncredited S.J. Obasca as Samuel Abbott Paul Teal as Walter Jason Gupton as a CRM soldier, and Victor Dobro as a CML, CRM soldier. Um, all right, so that covers the trivia for this week. I have trivia from last week. First appearance of Robin, but who's played by Wes Jetton, member of the council at the perimeter. First appearance of Indira, played by Anna Kaja, who's described as an intelligent and artistic leader who will do what it takes to protect her family. She's billed also for next week. She's going to be on tonight. I think she's also the Council at the Perimeter. First appearance of Brody, played by Lee Spencer, who's a rando, also slated for next week. Uh, First appearance of Candace Froder, photograph and hallucination, played by Hannah Aline. And last appearance of Amelia Ortiz in a hallucination. First and last appearance of Omaha, Nebraska, and Albany, New York. The title of the episode, Last Week, Consequence, is a word in Haitian Creole, which means Aftermath of Consequences. They still have never said why. I continue to assert that that was utterly irrelevant to the episode, and I don't know why they were trying to be all Haitian about anything because there's no Haitian people in that plot. So I don't understand what the point was. Um, As of this episode, Joe Holt, uh, who plays Leopold Bennett, Natalie Gold, Lila Belshaw, Jelani Aladdin, who plays Will Campbell, and Ted Sutherland, who plays Percy, have been added to the opening credits. Robert Palmer Watkins, who's Lieutenant Frank Newton, is upgraded from co-star to also-starring in this episode. This is the first time Iris Bennett has killed a living person. This episode is the least viewed season premiere in the entire Walking Dead franchise. And we are still not back. from in McDonald's commercial. So, uncredited. Last week, Christina Brucato is Amelia Ortiz in archival footage, who's Elton's mom. Samantha Lorraine is young Hope Bennett, archival footage. Jason Gupton as CRM soldier first appearance. While his character was not credited in the end credits for *Consequences*, he was credited as CRM soldier on the AMC Press Center website. His character is played by a stunt actor who has performed numerous stunts throughout season one and serves as a double for Nicholas Cantu, who plays Elton. Um, we are, looks like we are now back, so I will tell you the deaths in the next break. Talk to you soon. 1028, and we are just at break number two, I believe. No. I've raised them twice, so I guess this is break number three. All right, so we have commented basically that they're spending way too much time in the plot on drama and interpersonal stuff and not on big plot devices moving along. Um, and Joan agrees, enough of the soap opera bit. Um Jonah's staying at 525. I was just at five. And I think I may be willing to come up with her a little bit on this. And she says, I'm liking how the sisters are still working together, even when they don't know it. Still staying at 525. Yes. And, you know, how Hope is writing down all these things going on and taking notes about security and everything else and, I honestly think we're going to find that the CRM expects that sort of thing from her. I'm not sure it's as secret as she thinks it is. So anyhow, with that having been said, let's go back to the notes. Um, okay, so here's the rundown of the entire rest of the season and, honestly, the rest of the series. So um, 13th episode ever slash three in the season – The title is Exit Wounds. I didn't go write the writers and directors down. I just got the titles for now. But Exit Wounds is next weekend, 17th. 14-4 is Family is a Four-Letter Word. Uh, That's on the 24th. 15-5 is Catervois. It's Q-U-A-T-E-R-V-O-I-S. And actually, you know what? Just because I'm mentioning it, if we have a hot second, I'm going to look up what that means. I looked it up earlier, but I did not remember it, and so I wanted to look it up to tell you guys because it actually is a word that has meaning. I've never heard this word before. Um, Caterfois means uh, it's a crossroads of a critical decision or a turning point in life or in a major transition, which I assume is a plot point here. All right, I'm waiting to see if we go back. No, it's... Peloton commercial. Okay, so that's the meaning of that word. And that will be 15 slash 5 on Halloween night, 31st. 16 slash 6, it's kind of fun how these all line up now, um, is who are you on the 7th of November. 18 slash 8 is, re, uh, no, 17 slash 7, pardon, is blood and lies, which is the 14th. And then 18 slash 8 is returning point. On the 21st, Death and the Dead is 19-9, and that's on the 28th, which is probably Thanksgiving weekend, I would imagine. And then 20-10, the series finale, The Last Light, is on the 5th of December, and then we're done. And that also will be the end of the first half of Fear. And then we will take a break for the winter holidays of various sorts, and we'll be back on February 20th with at least... The Walking Dead classic. Okay, this is still a, some kind of trailer for something. Oh, it's a Taco Bell commercial. Whatever, fine. Um, While I'm on the horn with you guys, other upcoming shows on NDB Media I wanted to let you know to check out would be Monday Night in America with Roger Noriega. Mondays at 10 p.m. Eastern Time, Roger D. Noriega brings you his unique take on politics, current events, entertainment, sci-fi, and history, currently hosted on StreamYard.com. All right, we have an advertisement for the Halloween commercials, Marathon on Wednesday night on AMC+. And we are back. I'll tell you the rest when we come back next time. Okay, guys, it's 1045. Um. Joan is going up to 5-5. Five, five. Uh, you know, I I kind of agree with you. I'm I'm enjoying the fact that they're spending more time on intrigue now, although the whole people right under their nose missing thing is starting to get to be a trope. So I hope they don't rely on that too much more. And, yeah, Joan, Joan's like, I'll go up a tiny bit, but really wish they would get to more decisive action. Um, I'm kind of interested in who that guy was that knew who Hope was and what his deal was. There's a lot of wasses in there. Fuzzy Wuzzy was a bear. Just kidding. All right. So let us see what else there was. We were letting you know about other upcoming shows on NDB Media in various places. So most of the usual suspects, uh, Fandom Access, we can review Tuesdays, 10 p.m. Eastern time. Join the Elegant Entertainment of Jamie, Karen, and AJ as they discuss another night of TV. I know they change up what the little title is, you know, Elegant Entertainment, and sometimes it's many other things. But they don't often change their roster until after I've done this show, so I don't know what they'll call it next. Um, The Rock and Roll Shrink Radio Show, Wednesday, uh, the 13th. We are going to be on hiatus this coming Wednesday because Dr. Mathis has a personal appointment out of town, but typically bi-weekly. Feel free to join myself and Atlanta psychologist Dr. Stephen Mathis, PsyD, a.k.a. the Rock and Roll Shrink, as we discuss matters of mental health and mental health. Um, our next topic for this show will be TBA because we haven't really decided since we're going to be on break. Um, at some point, we will still be interviewing with Roger Noriega. I will get you guys a date for that as soon as I have it. Travel Itch Radio, the 14th, which is Thursday, 8 p.m. Eastern Time. Since its opening in 2012 on the 83rd anniversary of the Valentine's Day Massacre, the Mob Museum has brought the story of organized crime to millions of visitors. Located in downtown Las Vegas, the four-story museum showcases both criminals and law enforcement. Winning recognition as one of the best places to see in Las Vegas and one of the country's best museums. Hear all about its artifacts, activities, and events on Thursday, October 14th, when Claire White, Director of Educational Programming, visits Dan Schlossberg and Mary Ellen Nugent late. All right. Um, oh no, that is just a trailer for World Beyond in general, and some other strange things. No, oh, Virginia's for Lovers sponsored by World Beyond final season, but now we're going to a NASA commercial. Oh, Disney commercial. Okay righty. I'm not sure what to make of all of that uh anyhow um it's ten forty eight We have a little bit of time left we while'm talking dead afterwards. um Joan has made a comment. I've got a feeling Mason, the guy with hope is a plant. I absolutely think he's a plant. i think the I kind of like the fact that quite a few people here are not at all what they seem. I would just like them to execute that sort of thing, not with the same tired trip that happens in a lot of other places in the Walking Dead franchise Um, you know, this whole double agent, after after the whole thing with Daryl and Leah tonight I'm kind of like, nobody is what they seem ever, and it's such a navigation so I'm not really sure what's going on with any of all that stuff but anyhow uh, I believe Jonah's right I also kind of don't really understand this other community that Indira is in charge of and what this agreement is. Like, why would anywhere have an agreement with CRM instead of being absorbed by them? Like, what would a place be that they wouldn't just take? I don't really get that. Now we're going into another commercial, Geico and then fries. I guess it's McDonald's. Yeah, it is McDonald's. Okay. Uh, Whatever with that. I have read you just about everything I've got here except for, like, old articles, so I'm really just stalling for time until we go back. Being It's now 10.50. They really need to get back to stuff because they don't have too much more time left. I know that Joan had mentioned earlier that this was going to run a little bit over. Talking Dead is going to start at 11.09. So, you know, I may need to do a little bit more pedaling around and looking for something. Okay, we are back finally. I'll see you guys at the next break. Thanks. All righty, it is ten fifty-seven. I don't remember what break we're on because counting the scores. Whatever. Joan is at five five, and she's going to stay there. I am actually thinking about going up to five seven five. Because I actually don't quite remember what's so sneaky that Hope is supposed to be sitting on about Felix and Iris. So I'm not sure, Joan, I don't know if you remember by now. There's been pieces of things going on. and I've kind of lost the plot a little bit. Um, so I'm at 575. Joan's at 5.5. Um, so I think this is probably going to be the last break because then after this next segment we'll probably go straight into Talking Dead. Um, just as a reminder to you guys, I did mention earlier, but since we have a double header, you might have lost track. <coughs> Pardon. Let me back up tonight and remind you that on Talking Dead tonight in just a few minutes, around ten eleven oh nine, is gonna be Walking Dead's Richie Coster who played Pope. Uh now it's played. <laughs> Seth Gilliam, who's Gabriel, World Beyond's Aaliyah Royale, who's Iris, and Creative Content Overseer, (laughs) I don't know what CCO stands for, of The Walking Dead Universe, which is Scott Gimple. Oh, and remember when I said I didn't know if I programmed everything correctly to pick it up? We're actually only 90 seconds left, so I'm just going to say to you guys, um, thank you to everybody not, who joined us tonight and those of you who might be listening later via podcast, iTunes, etc. on the Blog Talk Radio website. Special appreciation to our host, NDB Media. We hope you guys will join us next weekend for another live watch party on the same network. It will be fear slash World Beyond. Please watch our Facebook page for next week's showtimes and episode links. See you all next time. Good night. I, Joan. I'm going to remain in the chat if it will allow me, but it might close the episode out. I'm not quite sure. Anyway, thank you guys for joining us tonight. Always appreciated, and see you next week. I'm going to actually put the audio back on mute and hold, and I'll talk to you guys later. Thanks for joining us. Good night.